It is uh, Thursday, October 19th, and I'm here with my good friend CJ. CJ, how are you today? I'm good. Just uh, It's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these, so I'm just making sure that we're ready to go. I've got my spreadsheets up. Um, I Do we need a Bud Light? No, I'm actually drinking lemonade today. It is 1.30 in the Mike's afternoon. Mike's hard lemonade? Nope, it's a regular lemonade. It's 1.30 in the afternoon, CJ. Isn't it a little early, Scott? <laughs> a little early for asking me hard questions about drinking? <laughs> yeah. CJ, The I'm, intervention was successful. It's not an intervention, CJ. I'm detoxing. It's a good thing to do. You're sleeping great. I'm sleeping Your well. energy, you're peppy today. I'm peppy today. You're in a good mood. I'm playing paddle tonight. Okay. I did yoga last night. I worked out Tuesday night. I ran this morning. CJ, I'm rocking and rolling. You're on, the good, go. you're on the good life. Uh, CJ, I'm worried about you. Uh-oh. You have one chance uh, in this season to make a mark, and that is in the turkey shoot. And you got two issues. Number one, I'll probably beat you. Number two, it's supposed to rain. I'm fine with the rain. Um, I have special attire planned for the day. Rain would not mix well. But we're going to roll with it. We're going to see what happens. You're going to wear a turkey costume. No one's saying that. Okay. I think I got... I didn't even know this. I just knowing you, I predicted it. Um, I, I am on my... I. It turns out that I'm a toxic golfer this year because I'm on my fourth partner for the t- turkey shoot yeah. already. Just within this past month? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's like... I think you've put a lot of pressure through the podcast on winning this thing for yourself and no one wants to have that pressure on. You yeah. Know? So I, I have... Um, yeah, Hammer, Hammer bailed on my early. Well, that was a good thing. Yeah. Oh, he was your partner that won it, right? Yeah. Uh, Brian Scacera had a work thing pop up. Well, plus he knew he would have a side bet with me that he was going to lose, so he probably bailed. Rickenbach was in for 30 minutes and then out. Yeah, well, Rickenbach, he, that's because he forgot to tell his wife, and then the minute he told her, he was out. Yeah, that's par for the course. See, there. I, yeah, I don't know how yeah. all of these felt. Uh, and now, uh, so Sam Drew Bakerly is playing with me. Okay. On uh, and it should be good. Oh, I'm ready Sam, to go. I, I've Samson player. I've been uh, yeah. I was out on the range today, trying some clubs out. I think I'm going three hybrid, seven iron, gap wedge. So yeah. So everybody knows this is a tournament where you can only have three clubs plus your putter. The putter is the most useless club in your bag because yeah. I don't know if you've seen the greens out there, but it's gonna be awful. Yeah. It's gonna be wet and sandy. Um. Uh. I have found that the better the player you are, and Sam Deerbaker is a good player, the harder this tournament is for you. Because good players, like good doctors, use every tool in their in their you know medical bag. Yeah. And when you have to narrow down, like you can do it, CJ, because you know you you can probably hit driver off the deck because you just don't know any better. But well, Sam Sam has a lot of good touch shots. He can flight the ball differently. I think that he could be. I think he could be pretty good. Yeah, well, I, look, I wish you guys luck. Um, CJ, speaking of coming in second place like I did in this tournament last year, I came in second place in the Gold Cup. And I get a bone to pick. Okay. I get a bone to pick with the pro. Okay. We win our flight. You know, the Gold Cup is flights of four, and then you go on to this alternate shot shootout. My son and I, you play that. You play the last nine holes of the tournament in an alternate shot. We shot 38 in an alternate shot format. Wow. Two over par. We step on the first team. Of course, there are two teams that have a shot on the alternate shot. And I'm like, all right, if we can survive this, then when we get to the second hole, there won't be any shots. So we, my son ends up rolling a 40-foot birdie putt, and we end up surviving, going to the second hole. I'm like, all right, we're going to win this thing because there's no way that Lee Reynolds and John Peck 
are going to beat us straight up. And then he informs me, Brian Smith, that they're getting a shot on us. They turn it into like a match play as opposed to a stroke play. And we were on a hole that we would have had a shot on as, an, as a twosome alternate. But because they were playing it as a match play, we had to give up a shot to them. Does that make any sense to you? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense to me. Well, of course you were going to say that. It does make sense to me. <laughs> In any case, that's how we lost. Okay. Well, so that's, we, uh, that's a bummer. Both having uh, both had par or bogey, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was. But, yeah, that's how we lost. I did have a chance to make a par putt that I missed, and then they made. But they were lying 3-2, and they missed theirs, so we both made bogey. Yeah. So okay. I needed to make a putt, and they needed to miss um, I, I have something more shocking for you that I heard sure. the other day. What's that? So, uh, you know, I bring my buddy Jerickson out to golf sometimes. Mm-hmm. Good player, uh, terrible putter, but good player overall. Yep. Um, good friend of mine from work, and I think you know him a little bit from, from yeah. your, your, your contracting as well. Um, he was playing with a couple buddies of his, and they were playing in Nassau and with Greenies and with Sandies. And these two con men he was playing against, and they've, they've been playing their whole life together. And he asked me last night, like, for a Sandy, if the guy gets a stroke, he's saying he can get it up and two putt, and it counts as a Sandy for him. And same as Greenies. And I was like, that's That's ri- not. That's ridiculous. Yeah, not the way it works. That's ridiculous. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> these people are conning you. Wow. And he yeah. went for it and paid the money. For 20 years, he has. Oh, shit. By the way, we stopped playing junk. Junk is, um, first of all, it can overshadow a good round. Cause I agree. Because if you dump it in the sand all the time, you're not having a good round. Yeah. And good for you if you can get up and down. But it would get crazy. And then we would do, uh, on top of it, you would have to put in five bucks if you three-putted. And then you finish the round. And let's say you did a $20 Nassau. You'd have more in the junk. Yeah. Or win more in the junk than you did in the, in the game. It was silly. I agree. I think I think junk is just too much. Yeah, it was Sandy's, Greenies, and also if you dump the ball in the water and made a par, like which yeah. you can do on like fifteen, and and then there was the three putting, and it was just it was you're right. It's just you could just do a game of that, and it wouldn't be fun. No. So we dumped it. CJ uh, in the Gold Cup on Saturday on the fourteenth hole, which you know was a par five. My son was sitting a hundred and ten yards out, I think, and. He's like, Dad, I haven't done anything all day. I'm going to try to get this close and make a birdie. Puts the ball sky high up in the air. Hits the pin and thwunk right into the hole. Don't come up. Wow. Now, I will tell you, I've never seen it before, but more importantly, I've never heard it before. The sound was unbelievable. (laughs) And when we went to pick with the ball, it was like down there and wedged in there. I don't know how it didn't like pop back up, but there were also guys on on the 15th, T-Box, who also heard it. Like, everybody looked around after they heard it because it was such a unique it's sound loud. that I've never heard before. It was, it's like a, it, it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like a hollow sound because, you know, that hole has holes in it, and then it went boom, like that. It was amazing. Wow. It was like, it just disappeared. Well, I hope to witness that sometime. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. I've never seen anything like it. an eagle, first eagle of his life. Wow. And that propelled us. We went from uh, even a minus two there, and then picked up another shot. Well, minus three. So anyway, enough about the Gold Cup. Um, the reason I brought that up, though, is you didn't plan it, correct? No. Um, the course conditions over this past weekend were absolutely phenomenal. Nice to hear. And guess what? They just tore them all up. 
Yeah. Well, talk about aerate. that time. Got to aerate. Today's beautiful. I was on the range. Would have loved to have played nine at least. Um, but we get to play Saturday in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. If it could, it could be beyond playing conditions. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think with sand, sand and rain is not going to mix well. Yeah, it could be a cancel. Yeah. So we got we got to keep an eye on it. I want to play, but I don't, I just don't know. Maybe they'll postpone it till next week. I may, yeah, I, I may just push to just cancel it for the year so I can have another year as champ. <laughs> well, that, that's not like a bad strategy. Shane Lowry got to be British Open champ for two years because of COVID. <laughs> that is not a bad strategy. CJ, is it true that if um, guitar playing was akin to golfing, that you would be a plus two handicap in guitar playing? Um, I, I mean, you're saying those words, not me. I, I would probably say that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Those were my words, yes. Uh, she, so are you available for weddings? Of course. Wow. I hope someone takes a... <laughs> By the way, if you get a wedding gig, I'm getting a piece because I just... I basically just added Oh, you sponsored that? Okay, okay. Yeah, that was sponsored by CJ's Wedding Guitar Playing Service. Okay, all right, right on. Maybe a better uh, name for that company. We'll come up with something. Okay, yeah. Um, but I didn't know you were so good at, at, at the... Uh, I don't know if our listening audience, which is by now in the close to millions, knows this, but you and I, one time, in our younger days of this podcast, you came on with your guitar... And we did a little jam session. We did. You sang a song for Gurnham. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was the day. Those were back in the, the old days. Yeah. Those, that was during the rough Before we had days. more to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there was zero listeners. Uh, CJ, you're a learned man. Yes, an educated man of sorts. If you say so. Are you familiar with Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. Oh, do you like Edgar Allan Poe? A little dark, but... Very um, dark. CJ, there is a TV show on Netflix right now that is brand new called The Fall of the House of Usher that I've been watching that you must watch. Okay. It is, do you have Netflix? Yes. It is unbelievable. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, By the way, it's not like set in the 1700s. It is modern day. Oh, that's cool. And it's modern day psycho stuff. You got It's unlike anything Wait, I've is, ever Is it watched. scary? It's a tiny bit scary. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Are you okay with that? Uh, probably not. Okay, well... I was okay with Last of Us. Is it scarier than that? No. It's scary in a different way? some jump scares in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get through it, CJ. Don't worry. Like, I scary. I'm not, like, I think a scary movie is like The Exorcist. If you want, I'll come over and I'll hold your hand while you watch the Might need episode. it. Might need it, yeah. Uh, but uh, it is well worth watching. I've been power watching Better Call Saul with my wife. Love. We haven't... I had only seen maybe the first four episodes of it before. It's a little slow to start, but I've heard it yes. really picks up. Oh, it's amazing at the end. It was one of those shows that kind of found its footing. Yeah. No, but you did watch Breaking Bad, right? Because it helped. Love Breaking, watch Breaking Bad, Bad. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they do bring... Well, I'm not going to yeah. spoil it. Yeah, well, my Mike Ehrman Trout is in the first episode. Yes, he so. is. Well, Mike Ehrman Trout's in a lot. And his, lot his backstory episodes. is incredible. There, there are a lot of the characters from Breaking Bad that come into play in Better Call Saul. Yeah. And yeah. in it... You're only in season one? Yeah. Yeah, it ends beautifully. How many seasons are there? Oh, I think it's like four or five. Okay. But it has a just a tremendous rap ending. You know, as Breaking Bad did, I thought. It's hard to do that. It's yeah. hard to... Because there's so much expectation for a big show to end its, you know, run well. Like, you remember The Sopranos, which is still discussed. Like, what did that end? Well, like, or was it stupid? I like the ending. 
I was fine with it. It was ambiguous. But I think a lot of people want their endings to be more concrete. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the bigger thing with some of these shows is is they just run too long. Maybe a couple seasons too long. Yeah. Like Lost was incredible it for was a while. A good show and for then a while. Yeah, it got a little bad. Yeah. 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 I was a show I binged when back in the day where I used to get Netflix on the, in the discs. Remember when it came in the morning? Yeah. And so instead of getting movies, you could get four episodes at a time of TV shows. And I'd never watched Lost, and I binged it through the Netflix discs. It was, uh, it was a great way to watch it, you know? And That's and, crazy to think of those times when you have to wait three days after four episodes right, to get well, the next disc. Yeah, you say this now, but you might be wrong, and I'll tell you why. This is a secret that you might not know. When you put, this is toward the end, as they got really good with it. When you put your uh, disc back in the envelope to mail it back, it, there was a barcode on it. And the, if you slid the barcode, there was a hole in the envelope. If you slid the barcode so it shot out through the hole, the postman would scan it when he picked it out of your mailbox. And you would have your mail, that you would have the next video the next day. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I would put it in the mailbox, and later that day, I would look on my Netflix account, and it would say that it was returned. Mm. But just because it got scanned by... That's why I found this out. So you didn't have to wait three, four days. You, all you had to do was wait one day, and you would have a new... It, and it was so good that it's almost a shame that it's now obsolete. But like everything in life... It just it's got obsolete. more and more convenient. It's amazing now that to think that we used to watch things with discs. I know. And that was like the thing. I used to work at a video store. What, really? Yeah. You were you were like the guy from Clerks. Uh, yes, and I'll tell you, it was back in the day. This is before DVDs. This is when it was VHS tapes. Okay. And you spent most of your time as the tapes got... Because what you would do is you would send the tapes out in a box that had the... It was called Video something. I forget the name of the store. In a box. So you would take whatever they wanted, whatever movie they wanted. You'd take the cover off. You'd put it in their box, and they'd go home with it, and then you'd bring it back, and of course they wouldn't rewind it, you'd have to rewind it, and then you would have to put it back, put the cover back on it to put it back on the shelf. You know what I mean? I have so many questions. <laughs> Just ask the ones that are PG related. So, what... What style were you? People would bring a movie to you. Would you be judgy about them? For no. What they got? Would you be like, that movie sucks? Huh. I Yes. Only to this extent. Number one, it was a neighborhood place, so I knew a lot of people that came in. Number two, people would ask you your advice. And as a an employee, you were required to be up on kind of like the hot movies. So you had to know this stuff. So, yeah. And was this when you were in high school? I was in, no, sadly, it was after I was out of college for one year. <laughs> I did do it in high school. No, I didn't. In high school, I was a waiter at, at a restaurant. But yeah, this was after I got out of college. I know. Don't don't come get me started. <laughs> was, oh, was, this is this is we we never get that sequel to the D1 tennis story. <laughs> well, look how I turned out, CJ. Oh no, you're done. This is going public. All right. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Enough hold, on, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Do you ever have like seen these people? Any of like your your friends' parents or anything come in and get yes. something a little racy? No, we did not have a, a pornographic section. It didn't have to be pornographic, but someone gets like the last cowboy or yeah. something. Like, oh yeah, not not to my knowledge. Like there was one point. Remember the movie Nine and a Half Weeks? Mm, that was yeah. it. It was like Kim Basinger and somebody, and 
It was supposed to be like at the time, like body heat. And there were a couple of, they were like really kind of almost soft core porn, but mainstream movies. And yeah, for, you know, one of the moms came in who, you know, at some point, some of the guys might've been attracted to and wanted to watch that. There'd be a little tingle there, but yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. And none of them came up with that. Like, oh, it's Scott. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't mean to get this. I meant to, I meant to get, uh, yeah. meant to get Bambi. Well, I would tell you this, that I, I'm going to tell you a story and I'm keeping it very, very generic. Okay. Later in life, when I was married, I went in, there was a, a movie store in Maynard, and that store did have a back, but like, remember how in the back there was like, you know, there was a door and it was like 18 plus only and all that? I never got through that door. Right, well, um, neither did I, because I probably had my little kids at the time picking out a Disney movie or something, and we were, and I was, you know, looking for something for Bonnie and I to watch, and all of a sudden, out of the back room came someone I knew who then saw me and was like, turned around and went back in. And then I look at the kids, I go, yeah, we gotta go. I have three guesses. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not gonna tell you, won't, you won't know. But you know, if I did, yeah, you can't tell you, you can't tell you. Oh, outstanding. But you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, but that, that's the way it was back then. Now, for those inclined, you can watch things like porn in the privacy of your own. Yeah. You know? I, my, I worked at, have I told you I worked at Kmart? No, but I'm not surprised. I worked at Kmart when I was high school. They don't really it, train it, their... It's st- nice to see you still have a lot of the clothes you bought from Kmart. I do. I'm wearing a vest. That's where I learned how to... <laughs> I had a ni- nice red vest. Um, and they don't train their 16-year-olds very well there. You were 16? I was 16 at working at Kmart. I was a stock boy. I, everything. I would make giant walls of toilet paper. Would put up the displays. I put together lawnmowers. Well, you weren't doing algorithms to save the world at sixteen. That was. I was. Uh, that this, was this was my second job I was ever fired from. Okay. Um, nice. I did such feats as I. Ex- they put the biggest TVs all the way up top in the electronics section. So one time I was getting one down for somebody. He's like, "Oh, let me help," and I turned around and I accidentally dropped it on the guy's head. Um, so that that was that was strike these one. Were, these were bigger TVs. They're not like the ones. No, they they're not now, the right? flat screens. These were the big boys. And you have your height challenge to begin with. Not to mention, I had to be heavy. It's heavy. I was on this ladder. Right. And is there it. any video of this by any chance? No video, thankfully. Can you imagine? Um. <laughs> someone asked me to make some paint for them. I had never used a paint machine before, so I was like, Yeah, I sure. Whatever I can do. Made paint. We had a, we had a hardware section where oh, we made wow. paint. Um, little did I know that I accidentally punctured a hole in the side of the can and it leaked all over the guy's truck. Nice. Um, that By was, the way, if you go to Kmart to get paint, then you deserve to have from a sixteen-year-old idiot. Right. Yeah. So the shame on them. Yeah. So then the man, the manager, at the time told me I was probably the dumbest person he ever met. Um, and I'm like, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, you're the one who trained me. It's on you. Yeah, not on me. But he fired you anyway. I not things kind of added up. And then there was an incident in the men's bathroom there. I used to clean up kid vomit all the time and stuff. Some guy came in and just, like, like blew the place up. Like, it was all over the floor. Yeah. Just disgusting. He's like, yeah. you got to clean this up. And I was like, no. Kmart's known for that. You know that. That's I was like, I was like when it's when it's time for an explosion. Yeah. I just said, I'm not. There's yeah. just no way. No, I, exactly. I'm not cleaning that. And he's yeah. like, well, you're out. I'm like, yeah. all right, good. Greatest firing you ever had. Greatest fire I ever had. Sir. 
So. Well, see, Jay, that was good. Uh, look at that. We, we were able to delve into each other's souls a little bit. Yeah. Probably a good explanation of why we both are the way we are. Yeah. I think because uh, people wonder, you know, and they're just getting to know us better. Yeah. So, Jay, let's get back to more mundane subjects. The McGavitt Cup? Let's talk about that because we got to unravel that. We got some uh, insides and insights and insights into this. See, Jay, do you remember our last podcast that we had all the guys from Grip It and Sip It On? They were and loose. none of the guys from E... e Every hole it? counts. E- EHC. EHC. So EHC, turns out, was meditating. They were drinking their protein shakes. They were grinding on the range. Hitting balls. I think they were doing sprints up and down the, the long driveway. They were. They were doing sprint. I mean, I, I think I saw one of them. He was like just like holding his breath for three minutes just because he could do it. Yeah. And, um, and in case he had a jump in a pond and hit a ball, which you would have done. would have done. So, um, turns out they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. <laughs> you know, I feel like we've, been, we've gotten pretty good at doing impressions of people here. I would love to hear your best Matt Pastor impression. So I will tell you something he said without saying it in my Matt Pastor voice. Uh, I saw him at Paddle and he said he was surprised at how easy it was. Mm. So, yeah, that was directed right at Crooker and Driscoll, I believe. So, CJ, why don't you give me the download on that score of that match? Well, I mean, the only score, the only number that mattered in that in that match was 71. That's correct. No, it turns out it was 72. Okay, well, still. Uh, I, I understood, but all my point is that your boy Matt Pastor backtracked from the 71 and thought that Bill Crooker had made a mistake on the scorecard and posted a 72. Oh, okay. So, All right. Well, still know, another issue. Right still off the bat. round of his life. Round of his life. But full when respect. it mattered. Full respect because yeah. when you do it when it matters, it's there's nothing better. You the the feeling you have after that is amazing. Uh, I'd say with that kind of a round, it was amazing that Crooker and Driscoll stayed within eight because I believe they lost by they eight. lost by eight. That's a that that'll end the day pretty. That's quick. a big loss. Yeah. yeah. We, um, I got here, I, th- I think they, they, they had like four or five holes left. I ran into Dave Prudente and Melander. We decided we were going to go out and watch the matches. We got out to 15 and 16 and watched those. And we were, we were keeping our distance. We stayed like a hole away yeah. and watching from afar. Yeah. But we drove past them on the 16 green as they were coming off to go to the 17 green. The body language from Driscoll and yep. Cooker was not good. Nope. And we saw Pete Mellon, like they're they're walking too. You know, grip grip and sip it. They're riding in carts. They got their beers. Every little car, they're they're walking. They're like they're like they're walking. Like walking. I heard yeah, they were skipping. They're skipping. They were doing push-ups in between <laughs> shots just to stay just to stay pumped. Um, Pete was like, "What's up, guys?" And he had this look on his face, like, "Ask me the score. Yeah. Ask me the score." And I was like, "I'm not gonna ask anything. Let's just keep going." And we go and uh, Driscoll and Crooker both hit it on the green on 17. Pastor sticks it to like four feet. Really, okay, this has got to be over. Game over, yeah. Yeah. So that I had seen them because we played in front of them. I was on 14. They were on, I could see through the trees there. They were on 12T. And I could tell even then by the body language yeah. that things were not going well for Griffin. So, yeah. so um, anyway, I believe in the second match that Shapiro and Rickabach did win their match by yeah. like two. Which would have been normally, you know, a, it could have come right down to it. You had predicted a shootout. Which did not happen. No. But I would also say uh, we had an extraordinarily fun time in the lounge afterwards when that was they great. all came in. That, that, was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Drinking out of the chalice and 
doing a couple, uh, I guess we could call them shots. I don't know what the hell they were. Yeah, I missed but, the um, shots. I Fortunately... Oh, you did leave in between there? Uh, yeah, I left before oh, the shots came geez. out, but I, I did enjoy... I did enjoy uh, one of those athletics from the uh, from the mug of champions. Yes, it was uh, quite a night, quite a night. Yeah. And then I went up with the uh, losing team and had dinner with the four of them, with the wives, with my wife, and uh, they seemed to get over it pretty quickly. Okay, and their wives didn't leave them because of their loss. No, already. it's amazing how life goes on. Yeah, you know. So uh, the tournament's over. Um, everybody now has been paid except for the winners. Because supposedly we're going to get together with them. They've been kind enough to uh, offer to buy us dinner. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to bring the checks at that time uh, for them. They all want $4,000 a piece in case the IRS is listening. Um, and Pete Mellon did uh, uh, put a gift in my locker, which I thought was very classy. Well. So classy. Yep. But I just saw him on the guy. range. Just saw him on the range, too. He's out there working for next for year next already. Year? Wow. That's crazy. Um and he, yeah, he left, yeah, a very, very nice gesture in the locker. I, I, it's not expected. It's not, you know, something that anyone has to do, but someone takes upon himself to write a really nice, thoughtful note and yeah. a nice gift. Like, I just, I, it was really nice. The thoughtful him. note was on a paper bag, but however it works. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're men here. Come on. I, so, I, I, appreciated the, I appreciated his resourcefulness there and not wasting more paper with, like, a, with some kind of card. We're going to tell them that... I, we got to give them the, the, the downside of winning a championship, which we'll tell them at the uh, dinner, which is, number one, as you know, they have to fund the party for next year mm -hmm. out of their winnings. But number two, and more importantly, every match next year, they're going to start two down. Where is the opening party next year? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, could go back to the tack room. Turned out to be a pretty good party. It did. And we had the whole thing. And it was a lot cheaper than having it in the shot. Yeah. Although, you know, we will I think we should cross only, that bridge when we Yeah, we should only consider tack room if Tommy well, Tommy Reedy <laughs> will be there. Oh, I get it. I get that. That's because she's slow, right? Including <laughs> golf? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, also Brandon, um, who's one of the owners, I've tried, to, I've tried to get him here. He was on the calendar to play golf here at least two times that got rained out. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe in November. I mean, the greens aren't going to heal that much, but it'll be playable. Maybe we get him out here. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so that is a wrap on the uh, McGavick Cup. Um, uh, any final thoughts on that tournament? Um, good year, great tournament. Um, my team didn't fare so well this year, so much so that Jay Messina left our team in disgust and may have moved to Brooklyn. Is he done? Is he not going to be a member in the shot anymore? I don't know. I think he's deciding whether oh. he's going to live in... He, he doesn't have a place in, in the Boston area anymore. Wow. So he may be actually moving to Brooklyn. He's out. You're going to need a, you're going to need a teammate. We got someone. Wow. Look at you. Who do you got? Sean Ring. I don't know who that is. He's, he lives, uh, it's all like a full neighborhood team now. Sam, oh, okay. Colin, me, and Sean. We're going to be in... Uh, how many flights were there this year? Three? Three flights. We're going to be in the fifth flight next year. Right. Right. All by yourself. All by ourselves. That should, that should help you get in. Yeah. Uh... CJ, um, didn't we last year, I think we put an email out, but didn't we put out like a Google form with... Yeah, we should do another survey. A survey, right? Yeah. But the problem was, I think, if I'm correct, that the survey was based on feedback we got. Yeah. Now, we put out that email how many weeks ago and got no... Did you get any responses? 
No, all I've heard from everyone is they like the format this year. I think they may be locked and loaded. Yeah. I don't think there's really any reason to change. I, I think some changes we might want to... I think one change we might want to make is um, submit scores by a Google form. I like that. So that we can... Yeah, but the only problem is it's going to... You're just going to have this living Google Form document that's out there. Is that going to work? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know that I do like that. We'll we'll think of something. Because then you're not going to know who who maybe you didn't get a score from who you're chasing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I have to think about I'm, that. I'm good at that kind of stuff. I know. I know you are a CJ. Like but a plus two handicap at that yeah, stuff. Okay. God. I'll tell you what. If you're as good at golf as you are at everything else, you'd be off. I know. <laughs> CJ, uh, how have you been doing football picks this year in the NFL? Better than last year. Uh, I won your pool one week. You did? And I finished third another week. I didn't go top three all of last year. No. And uh, how's our boy Chortel, who was supposed to be this genius at picking? I don't how's think he's he been top. Steve Camp has been the superstar this year, right? Yeah, but he's He's faded off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ken, Kenny Gates all of a sudden is making a run. And he reminds uh, me of it, lets me know about it. Doesn't, but, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But, I. Uh, that pool is, you know, it's very fluid. It's what, The way it is now is not going to be the way it ends. Okay. So you see, things move very, very quickly. Um, my, what I've noticed is in order to win, you have to have 15 points. But uh, uh, you can win, I guess, with 14, but not much more than that. But if you have anything under 8, you've had a bad week. Yeah. You know, you got to win. you got to get your lock and your straight up right. You have to. Yeah. Or else you're just going to keep falling, you know, further down in the standings. I, my, my methodology when I was, I don't know how I did last week, I didn't even check, but the weeks where I was doing better, I actually, I George Costanza did it. I would take whatever I was thinking and I just go the opposite. Good for you. That's smart. Yeah. And that should work for you based on the way you finished last year. I think you were dead last. I was really, if not dead last, very close. Uh, CJ, um, have you ever been to Old Sandwich? Yes. So I went to Old Sandwich this past week and actually stayed in the eight-person house that they have there. Oh, nice! It's a treat. It's a yeah. treat. I mean, I you know, all the, almost all in the shot of guys, a couple of guys from Eastwood Hall, and we played there as well. It was a nice little trip. Yeah, Old Sandwich in Eastwood Hall. That doesn't. Uh, yeah, doesn't I I was um, I was very flattered to get a late night. Yes, you did. A I late night love I, love bomb Facetime yeah, from you guys. Yeah, I can't tell you why. I'm not allowed to talk about it. I've been sworn secrecy on. The reason that all transpired, I had to do with Brandon Driscoll, obviously, but okay. yeah, uh, I can tell you offline, right. I can't tell you online, um, but it was fun, and I will say Old Sandwich is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, the most stunning thing that I heard when I played there was they said that they didn't move any single land, any piece of land, to yeah, me. they just sculpted there. it out of what was there. Well, it's, it borders a horse farm, so yeah. you can tell there's just a lot of land there. Part of Plymouth I've never seen, I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, you would, you didn't have, there was no car girls. When you needed a drink, you told your caddy. Yeah. And uh, an hour, I mean, a whole later, the drink would show up. Yeah, it's great. They'd just call up and they'd ride them out. It, it was amazing. Would we you guys do the thing at the end where you try to hit the, um, yes. the yes. thing in the, the, in the pond? Yeah, There's that's cool. Rock. There was also at 19th hole where you all hit yeah. close to the pin. Uh, the whole, I will say that we were on premise there for, Almost 48 hours and never saw one female. Okay. I mean, it's a men's club. Yeah, all right. I, I mean, I don't even think there's some... I don't even know there were women members. But okay. I, I just wanted to point that out. Okay. Um, and then we went down Eastwood Ho and, and, and so on and so forth. So great, great week. But the reason I bring that up is, CJ, um, I'm going to put out to our listeners to contact us if they know of a good 
reasonably priced golf destination for the winter because, you know, we have Brian Smith trying to work on something. And I got a quote from Innisbrook, and I thought it was a little high. Okay. It was for three days, four rounds with, I don't even know if it's double occupancy, like rooms or what it was. Let me guess. Let me take a correct yeah. guess at it. Okay. 2600 a guy? Yeah, more than that. 4000 A little under that. It was 30, I'm going to say it was 33 34 Yeah, it's a little much for his brother. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah. So he was going to look for other places. Um, but you know what? There are a lot of places out there, and there's probably people who have been to a place. And I, you know, I was going to look in Savannah because Savannah's not really a golf destination. So you might be able to put together a golf package cheaper Maybe. for that very reason because it's not a golf well, destination. I'm going. It's only for two nights, but I'm getting, I'm going with uh, Sam, Junius, and Messina. We're going. We have a tradition. The couple days leading into Thanksgiving, um, we're playing. So, we're playing two at Sawgrass, the 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 stadium course, and one in the die course, and it's like half that to play yeah. to, to go there. Well, that is still off season. I think. Yeah. In Florida, this the hard part of the season starts in January. Yeah. Okay. And then the prices are at the highest. All right. And we were looking at April, but still. So we got to work on that. But if anybody has a great idea on winter golf. Not like don't send us to Bannon Dunes or Whistling Straits, uh, then um, you gotta get a steal to go there at yeah, that time. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, anyway, CJ, we're 33 minutes. How did that happen? Is we were talking about your so uh, you we're talking about your career at Kmart. That took up half the time, time which I cannot get back from my life. Yeah, well, go watch Clerks, see Randall from the video store there. That's all I'm thinking about with you right now. Well, that's that that's it's, you. It's good that we downloaded a little that way. Uh, anything else you'd like to... Wait, before we go, Gary, just say hi to everybody. Gary. Yes, sir. Come on over. Gary, Gary, I don't know if you're aware of this, CJ, but Gary is famous for doing an impression of me opening the podcast. I didn't... I was not... I've never heard this before. Gary, go give it a shot. Just give it a shot. Come on. Come on, Gary. No, no, please. It was so close. He almost did it. Yeah. Gary's very shy around the microphone. He's getting closer and closer. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. But yes, Gary, in, in, he impersonates me with my opening. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't particularly like it, but yeah, that's what he does. All right, Gary, just say say goodbye to everybody, and then we'll let CJ sign up. Hello, everybody. And yeah, have, a, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Oh, that was perfect. Well, thank you. He, he can read cue cards. All right, CJ, I think we're done here. Uh, we'll reconvene maybe in a week or two. Let's do it. But uh, sign us out, CJ. Have a nice day, everybody. <laughs>